To this gathering we come bringing our boldest dreams, seeking here the inspiration and the strength to make them a reality. To this space we come bringing our broken dreams too, to be sustained and held tenderly through times of pain and struggle, and perhaps in time to glimpse a new way onward. We come here in search of meaningful human contact, hoping for warmth and closeness and care, needing to grow beyond the commonplace. We may seek here challenges and commitments productive of greater wholeness and deeper meaning. We come intense and constructed, cautious and defended, hoping for encouragement to open up, to flourish, to be our true selves wrestling with self-doubt, uncertainty, maybe even despair. We seek the affirmations that prod us to say yes to ourselves and to life. Somehow we, all of us, we enter this place trusting that what happens here will enable us to co-create and to let in a little taste of life's goodness here and now. A strange space, this, a place to cry and sing and laugh, to hurt and dance, to touch, survive and heal and grow, to celebrate, to search and doubt, to rejoice and pray and trust, to care and learn and think, to wonder, to be and to become. This morning to this space we have come. These opening words written by Lawrence McGinty, they welcome all those who've gathered this morning for our Sunday service. Welcome to those who've gathered in person here at the church in Kensington, and also to all of those who are joining via Zoom from far and wide. I understand we've got visitors from Hastings Unitarians this morning, you're particularly welcome. For those who don't know me, my name's Jane Blackall and I'm Ministry Coordinator with Kensington Unitarians. If it's your first time joining us this morning, we're especially glad to have you here. You're very welcome. Hope you find something of what you need in this gathering. Perhaps you might like to hang around for a chat afterwards or try and get to know us better by coming along to a small group during the week. There will be opportunities to join in today as we go along, but they are very much invitations and not obligations. It's all right to lurk and be antisocial. Um, I did that for years myself. I do sympathize. Uh, you can always drop us an email afterwards if you want to introduce yourself, if you'd like. And if you're a regular, thanks for all you do to welcome all those who come. Thanks for all you do to help keep the show on the road. All you do to keep the faith with our Unitarian cause. We all have a part to play in co-creating this sacred space, this sense of community, this tradition that we share. Whoever you are, however you are, wherever you are, know that you are welcome with us just as you are. Today's service is titled Dare to Dream. In the next hour, we'll be exploring the power of dreaming boldly, of imagining the life and the world could be radically different and perhaps better than it is today. But before we go any further, let us take a moment to truly settle ourselves, to become fully present here and now in this precious hour of peace, wherever we may be. You might want to put down anything you don't need to be holding for a while. You might want to scrunch up your shoulders and let them go. And let's breathe together into this worshipful moment 
as we co-create this sacred space by our presence and our intention. Breathe in. And as we breathe out, let us release anything that's stopping us from being fully present, any aggravations that we're carrying with us, any preoccupations or distractions. We can lay them aside, can't we, for an hour or so. Before we go any further, I'm going to light our chalice flame as we do each time we gather. It's a simple ritual that connects us with Unitarians and Unitarian Universalists the world over, and it reminds us of the proudly progressive religious tradition of which this gathering is part. The poet Langston Hughes has written, hold fast to dreams, for if dreams die, life is a broken winged bird that cannot fly. May this chalice flame challenge each of us to cherish our dreams, for all things worth doing begin in the courage and inspiration of a dream. For all this and all those things we dare to hope and dream, we kindle our chalice flame today. So let's take those joys and concerns into an extended time of prayer and reflection now. Uh, this prayer is based on some words, loosely based on some words by Liz Weber. Again, you might want to get comfortable, close your eyes perhaps, put down anything you don't need to be holding. You might want to get your feet flat on the floor. Perhaps there's some posture that helps you to feel more prayerful, whatever works for you. Whatever you need to do to get into the right state of body and mind for us to pray together now, to be fully present with ourselves, with each other, with that which lies within us and beyond us. Spirit of life, God of all love, in whom we live and move and have our being, we turn our full attention to you, the light within and without. We tune in to the depths of this life, the greater wisdom to which and through which we are all connected. Be with us now as we allow ourselves to drop into the silence and the stillness at the center of our being. Spirit of life, help us to be present with all that is our life, both our deepest sorrows and our greatest joys, so that we can truly live, engaging fully in our own life and the life of our community. Spirit of community, help us to know how linked we are, how each one of our cares touches all. Help us to ask for support when we're in need and offer our support to others when we're able so that we may rest in the solace of one another's love. Spirit of love, help us to love our neighbour as we love ourselves, so that we might fully embody love and resist hatred. Spirit of resistance, help us to stick up for what is right, even when we're tired and afraid. Help us to dream of the world as it could be, 
and act to bring that world about. Help us to find hope each day. Spirit of hope, help us through this day and every day. Help us to be present for all that is our life. And in a few moments of quiet reflection, let us look back with kind eyes over the week just past. Let us each call to mind a few moments, however small they may seem, that brought some kind of uplift, consolation, even joy. Let us pray inwardly to give thanks for these everyday blessings. Let us also gently call to mind those moments in this last week that we found hard going. Times when we felt uneasy, agitated, disheartened. Times when we made mistakes, perhaps. Let us each pray inwardly for the comfort, compassion or guidance we may need to face those struggles. And widening our circle of concern, let us focus our prayers on those situations that are concerning us, whether close to home or far away, thinking of those who are in pain this day, whether physical or mental, those who are caught up in conflict and cruelty, oppression and injustice, and those who are struggling to make ends meet. Let us send loving kindness wherever it might be needed this day. Spirit of life, God of all love, as this time of prayer comes to a close, we offer up our joys and our concerns, our hopes and our fears, our beauty and our brokenness, and we call on you for insight, healing and renewal. As we look forward to the coming week, help us to live well each day and be our best selves, using our unique gifts in the service of love, justice and peace. Amen. Time to sing. Our first hymn is a proper classic, Be Thou My Vision. And the words have been somewhat Unitarianized, but the language is still pretty traditional. So the poetic beauty has been preserved. Um, for those of you present at the church in person, you'll find the words on your yellow hymn sheet. Uh, for those joining via Zoom, they will be up on your screen to sing along at home if you like. Feel free to stand or sit as you prefer as we sing, Be Thou My Vision.
Magical Thinking by Colin Bosson. The sign in the window pane of Kristen Baber's toy shop in London reads, we do not exist. But if you think we do and would like to visit, please knock. Knock I have. It is a strange and magical place filled with curios, dollhouse furniture and hand-carved toys. Every surface is covered. The cupboard display cases stacked high with miniature flowers, snapping tin alligators, painted puzzles that move, penny whistles and cheap magic tricks. Signs proclaiming do not touch suggest this might not be a shop for small children. Yet some of my fondest childhood memories are of Kristen Baber's for three summers, while my father toured to study abroad course, my family rented a flat around the corner. Every chance I got, I wandered over to the toy shop. The toy shop owner seemed to delight in entertaining small children. There were magic tricks, toys that made noises and puzzles. The shop and its owner taught me about the magic of imagination. Creative play, the ability to dream and discover new things helps make us human. Without them, there would be no culture, no religion, no art, and no science. They help us to define and redefine the world, for as William Shakespeare wrote, we are such stuff as dreams are made. My friend Richard defined magic as the act of imagining something and then creating it. He would say, I think I'm hungry. I want a sandwich. I imagine it and then I create it, that's magic. <laughs> Upon yourself to the marvellous that surrounds you, seek it out, if only for a moment, and you never know what sort of magic you might create. So much of the world began as a dream, and so much of the world has yet to be dreamed. Thanks, Maria. So we've come now to a time of meditation. I'm going to offer a few poetic words by the UU minister, Teresa Soto, to take us into a few moments of shared stillness. The silence will end with the sound of a bell, and then we'll hear some meditative piano music from Sandra. So again, let's each do what we need to do to get comfortable, put down what you don't need to be holding, maybe get your feet flat on the floor if that helps you feel more grounded. You might want to close your eyes, or you might want to look at a candle flame. As I always say, the words and the music, they're just an offering. Feel free to use this time to meditate in your own way. Teresa Soto's piece begins with a short quote from Georgia O'Keeffe. We haven't found enough dreams. We haven't dreamed enough. Teresa Soto continues. The world makes many demands on your time, your skin, your heart, until you are left gasping and wondering if you will ever do enough, have enough, be enough. Stop your counting, measuring and checking. You are enough, so much more than enough made from fragments of the galaxy. 
you do measure up. And to recover from the doubt pressed upon you, the antidote for doubt is dreaming. All the dreams that call to you, lime green and frosting pink dreams, the other soft and tender dreams that run blue to gray, sky indistinguishable from lulling sea. The dreams that seem impossible, listen, that's their nature. If they'd already happened, then they would be realities, solid and smooth, like the round bone home of an unbroken egg. Be brave enough to name your dream, nurture it, and allow the rhythm of your breath to bring your dreams to life.
Dream Boldly by Harold S. Kushner. I wonder what happens to dreams that don't come true. I wonder what happens to the dreamer. How do people cope with the realization that important dimensions of their lives will not turn out as they hoped they would? Many of us look at the world and see two groups of people, winners and losers, those who get what they want out of life and those who don't. But in reality, life is far more complicated than that. Nobody gets everything he, she or they yearns for. I would look at the world and see three sorts of people. Those who dream boldly, even as they realize that a lot of their dreams will not come true. Those who dream more modestly and fear that even their modest dreams may not be realized. And those who are afraid to dream at all, lest they be disappointed. I would wish for more people who dreamed boldly and trusted their powers of resilience to see them through the inevitable disappointments. What does a person do with all the dreams that don't come true? Dreams of emerging talents, dreams of careers, dreams of wealth and recognition, dreams of marriage and family. Some people manage to hold on to memories of those dreams without being weighed down by them, without letting their unfulfilled dreams define them as failures. They can cherish the memories of a time when they let their imagination soar, when they could imagine a more exciting, more gratifying life for themselves. Others let themselves be defined not by their dreams, but by their disappointments perpetually frustrated by what they yearned for and never attained. For them, the broken pieces of their dreams are millstones rather than stepping stones. I have known too many people who lost the ability to dream after having had their hearts broken. I have known too many parents who discouraged their children from dreaming, from aspiring too much, lest they be hurt when their dreams failed. And I am convinced they would have done better to allow their children to dare to dream and assure them that when their dreams failed, they would have the strength and resilience to go on with their lives despite the disappointment. From the first time I heard Judy Collins sing The Rose, I have been haunted by the line it's the heart afraid of breaking that never learns to dance. It spoke to me of all the people whose lives have been derailed by one serious failure, people whose fondest hopes never worked out. And as a result, they lost the ability to hope, the courage to dream. I hate to think that experience would teach us not to dream, not to yearn for happiness or fulfillment, 
I want people to dare to dream, to be brave enough to dream, even as they realize that many of our dreams won't come true. To dream is to imagine a world and a life better than the one we know now. Thanks, Patricia. There's a famous quote, it's often wrongly attributed to Goethe. In fact, it was apparently said by the Scottish mountaineer W.H. Murray. He said, whatever you can do or dream you can do, begin it. Boldness has genius, magic and power in it. Begin it now. These words are generally trotted out to urge people to commit themselves without hesitation to purposeful action. But today, and this will be no surprise given the title of today's service, I want to focus more on the call to dream boldly. Whatever you can do or dream you can, begin it, Murray says. What do we dream of individually and collectively? What do we dream of for our personal lives, for our communities, even for the future of this planet that we share? In these times of such global turbulence, what do we still dare to dream? On any given day, many of us, perhaps most of us, might feel that we haven't really got the oomph to dream boldly. Indeed, many of us are perhaps only just hanging on in there, coping with whatever life happens to have thrown at us, dedicating much of our energy, resources and brain space just to getting by, keeping a roof over our head and dinner on the table, keeping our chin up, soldiering on, surviving. Life is hard for so many people in so many ways right now, and it can be tough to raise our eyes to the horizon. But there are different ways we can take this call to dream boldly. It depends what we mean by dreaming, doesn't it? When I hear that quote from W.H. Murray, a stirring quote, he was a mountaineer, let's not forget, I think of a dry, a striving kind of dreaming. This dreaming as ambition for personal achievement. The sort of dreaming that gets you up a mountain or across the finishing line of a marathon or riding in the Tour de France. It might spur you on to write your best-selling novel or to build your business empire, get your name up in lights on the West End stage with the right combination of genes and dedication and sacrifice and support and sheer good luck. Still, each of these endeavours starts with a dream, a hopeful vision of some sort. There's a slightly different aspect of dreaming that I'd like us to focus on this morning, though. That piece by Harold Kushner that Patricia just read for us, it ends with the line, to dream is to imagine a world and a life better than the one we know now. Dreams are often born of frustration with reality, with the way the world in general, or our own life in particular, is going right now. We dream of a future that's different, that's better than the one we know today. And God knows there are more than enough reasons to be frustrated, if not despairing, with the state of reality. As we look around the world at what's going on in terms of rolling back of progressive values, those values we Unitarians have traditionally been so involved in promoting and defending. We see the erosion of human rights, the scapegoating of refugees and minorities, war corruption and demagoguery. We see the interests of the super rich being furthered at the expense of the poorest and of our planet. We know 
don't we, that our common life could be so much better than this. It does not have to be this way. To dream is to imagine a world and a life better than the one we know now. And perhaps the tougher our circumstances, the bolder our imagined alternatives might be. And of course, being able to dream boldly, to imagine a utopian vision for our world, a realm of justice and liberation, or even just a happy ever after scenario for our own personal lives. That doesn't necessarily mean we're going to get our way, but it might well be an important first step towards changing things for the better. Having a vision of how things might be otherwise, that might just galvanise us into action. Imagining a better world, a better life, that can inspire us to aim for goals that we once thought beyond us. And even if we don't end up achieving everything that we'd personally hoped for, even if we fall short of our very boldest dreams, it's quite likely that we'll enrich our own life experience by trying and perhaps even give the world a tiny nudge in a positive direction as we go about doing so. There are risks to being a dreamer, of course. There's the risk of being put down, discouraged or dismissed by naysayers, by those who don't share your vision or who are invested in the status quo or who sometimes are just trying to protect you from the possibility of scorn or failure or disappointment. Such discouragement, even when it's kindly meant, can squash dreams and it isn't always kindly meant. Boldness, that willingness to stand up, stand your ground, be courageous, and face down naysayers in pursuit of your dreams. Well, for that, a certain kind of boldness seems to be vital. Another risk involved in dreaming, though, is the possibility of going too far the other way, of becoming detached from reality and going beyond the realm of what is actually possible to achieve, losing ourselves in a fantasy world of what-ifs and delusions about an imagined future without actually taking any practical steps towards bringing about the change that we dream of. But perhaps the most likely risk involved in becoming a dreamer is the risk of disappointment. And indeed that Harold Kushner reading, it came from a book called Overcoming Life's Disappointments. In the piece we just heard, he reflects on how humans respond to disappointing but unavoidable experiences of having these cherished dreams that don't ultimately come true. And he notes that for some of us, this can lead us to close down, self-limiting our imagination, narrowing our horizons, no longer daring to dream boldly for fear of being hurt again. But later in the book, and Krishna says these words, and they're on the front of your order of service if you're in the room, and they're with the rest of the service text on the sermons page if you're watching at home. Krishna says, broken dreams, broken hearts, hopes unrealized, should not be seen as emblems of shame or badges of failure. If anything, they are tokens of courage. We were brave enough to dream, brave enough to long for so much. And when we did not get it, we were brave enough to carry the fragments of those dashed hopes with us into the future, telling us who we used to be as a prelude to discovering who we might become. These dreams and longings and hopes and desires may point to our truest self, our deepest purpose, and they may give us hints, despite the setbacks we face along the way, hints on how to live. We don't always get what we dream for. But Kushner concludes, I would wish for more people who dreamed boldly, 
and trusted their powers of resilience to see them through the inevitable disappointment. Something I've done personally for quite a few years now is to keep a list, a subcategory of my never ending to do list, which goes under the heading dreams and wishes. Every now and then I'll become aware of something that I've got yearning to do or to get involved in, but which for some reason or another doesn't seem quite within reach just now. But I don't want the dream to be lost. I don't want it to just fade away. So I park it on the dreams and wishes list so I don't forget. Some of the items on this dream list seem a bit implausible, a bit overambitious, and maybe I'll never get round to them. Some of the dreams seem pretty modest, but time or money or resources prevent me from ticking them off the list anytime soon. But acknowledging those dreams, naming them and writing them down, seems to bring them just one step closer to becoming reality. Even if it's just by preventing me from forgetting them, I keep the dreams safe and ready for the moment when all the stars align and I can take the action to bring these tentative aspirations and make them a reality. And there are a few that I've ticked off the list in recent years. The one that comes to mind is learning to do ballroom dancing. But I wonder what dreams you're secretly or not that secretly <laughs> nurturing. For those who are here in person, I've put in your orders of service a little sheet of dream bubbles and you should have a pen or a pencil too. Uh, and I hope that Charlotte's encouraged the people at home to have a pen and paper on hand for this bit too, if possible. But you can always do it later if you haven't. I invite you to write down some of your dreams. This is just for you. You don't have to share this with anyone else. Of course you can if you like. Think of what Rabbi Harold Kushner said. To dream is to imagine a world and a life better than the one we know now. Imagine your life, or the lives of your friends and family, your community, the world. Imagine just a little bit better than it is now, in some concrete way that you can name and note down. If dreaming boldly seems a bit of a stretch today, you're allowed to dream modestly or even tentatively. If you need to take a bit of a run up before dreaming boldly, that is all right. But try to make sure that your sense of what's possible what you're even allowed to dream. Try and make sure that hasn't been unduly constrained, unduly squashed by social norms, political norms, or other people's lack of imagination. Dare to dream. And perhaps you could keep that bit of paper in your pocket for a few days and add to it as your dreams bubble up. I know I've not given you much of a chance to fill it in now. I'm going to close this short reflection with a blessing by Jean Olsen. It's just right for those who dream boldly and who are sometimes disappointed, yet who are brave and resilient and dare to dream again anyway. She says, may you be brave enough to share your aching woundedness and reveal your vulnerability. May you speak your deepest truths, knowing that they will change as you do. May you sing the music within you, composing your own melody, playing your song with all your heart. May you draw, paint, dance, sculpt and sew, showing the world your vision. May you write letters, poetry, biography, slogans, graffiti, the great novel, laying bare your words to love and hate. May you love 
even though your heart breaks again and again. And to the end of your days, may your life be filled with possibilities and courage. May you always dare to dream. And may it be so for the greater good of all. Amen. One more hymn. As I promised earlier, our, our second hymn today is We Have a Dream, based on the famous and stirring words of Martin Luther King Jr., proclaiming a dream of justice and equality for all people. Uh, once again, the words are on your yellow hymn sheet, so, and they'll be up on the screen. So feel free to stand or sit as you prefer as we sing We Have a Dream.
please be seated. Just a few announcements then. Uh, thank you to Ramona for being our on-site tech host for the first time today with, yeah, I think very much deserved. Um, and thanks to Janine as co-pilot, encourager and general all-round uh, heroic right-hand woman. Thank you to Charlotte for co-hosting first time today at home. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you to Maria and to Patricia for reading and Sandra for playing us today. For those who are here in person, uh, Patricia and David will be serving coffee, tea and biscuits in the hall next door after the service if you want to stay behind for that. For those who are on Zoom, virtual coffee, bring your own beverage and uh, Charlotte will host uh, if you want to stay around for a chat online. We've got various small group activities coming up during the week, both online and in person. Coffee morning is at 10.30 on Zoom on Wednesday. Uh, there are still spaces for this week's heart and soul that's called about time that's our contemplative online spiritual gathering seven o'clock tonight or friday if you want to sign up uh, in terms of in-person happenings our music scholar abby larimia is holding a concert for ukraine with her chums from college uh, that's on tuesday the 5th of july here at the church the poetry group will meet again on Wednesday the 6th at 7 o'clock. Get in touch with David or Brian or Marianne uh, if you want to know more and you need to sign up in advance for that. Um, I'm afraid today's Many Voices LGBTQ plus singing group has been cancelled due to COVID reasons. Hopefully that will be back later in the summer. Um, our very own Harold and Margaret are holding a concert in a church local to them, All Saints Child Hill. I think that's in Hampstead, isn't it? Uh, that's 9th of July, Saturday the 9th of July at 7.30, and I will put more details of that in next week's email. A Sunday next uh, service next Sunday will be on the A to Z of Pride, uh, at Zoom only at half past 10, and it will feature a guest reflection from friend of the congregation, Gainer, who some of you will know from Heart and Soul or from our tea dances in days of yore. This congregation very much has a life beyond Sunday morning, so we encourage you to keep in touch, look out for each other, and do what you can to nurture supportive connections. Uh, all this information is either on the back of your service and or on the Friday email too. I think that's everything I need to tell you. So just time for our closing words. At this moment of ending, may there be a good word, a blessing to help us remember what we've so often forgotten. May the message we need be gently spoken and held in the spaces of ourselves, the fibres that hold all we need to maintain our gentleness, our courage and our hope, to hold on to the dream of a better future. At this moment of ending, may the goodness we wish for ourselves and each other, this community, ecosystem, planet and stardust galaxy, become such a part of us that we cannot tell where the blessing ends and we begin. Amen.